You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. You may be seated. Open your Bible at Isaiah chapter 61. There we go. Now, I really have to coach us back to life. We're all used to sitting in front of the TV going, Amen, hallelujah, amen. No, no, we're not in front of a TV anymore. Even those at home. When I say shout, shout that the neighbor can hear you. Amen. Praise God. Family, we have been through some hectic times. We know that. It's been a, a two years that we, if somebody had told us at the beginning of those two years that this is what was coming, I don't think any of us would have ever imagined it, what has been happening. And it doesn't matter who you speak to. It doesn't matter who you speak to. Every single one of us have been touched by this horrible disease in some way, whether it is through a loved one, that has gone home to be with the Lord, whether it is through uh, our own personal lives, something happened to our physical bodies, maybe it was something that, you know, people have lost their businesses, had to shut down that things they took years to build. Maybe people have lost incomes. Maybe people have lost relationships. There have been divorces, people that have threatening to commit suicide. It, it's horrendous what the enemy has tried to do and how a world that is already lost in, in, in fear, now that the fear is in the face of those who don't know Jesus, there is a desperation. You hear it in the ears of people. But family God, we thank God that God is never caught by surprise. Nothing ever catches God unawares. He knew exactly what was coming and He had already prepared for it on the cross 2,000 years ago. And He had made a decision that no matter what comes along, whether it is the enemy's attack, whether it's destruction, sickness or disease, poverty, lack, the curse, anything that the enemy could possibly think up to come against you with, God already dealt with it in the death and resurrection of Jesus. Even when he was on the earth, he stood up to read one day and he turned to this portion of scripture in Isaiah chapter 61. And he read from it and he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. Everybody say gospel. What does gospel mean? Good news. Good news. And family, I want to encourage us that in a world that has been drowned in bad news, you and I don't get lost in it and don't allow our speech to be dragged down to become bad news people. Some people can hardly get three sentences out without going to some kind of criticism or, or some kind of complaining or moaning. Yeah, you know, you say it's a wonderful day out there. Yeah, but man, is it cold. You know, isn't, isn't God good? Yes, but you know this other person. We want to be a good news people. I said we want to be a good news. There's enough complaining out there. There's enough bad news. And yes, we do need to stay abreast of the times. We need to be informed. But let's remember, we are the voice that is carrying good news. Jesus said, I've been sent to preach good news. I've been sent to preach good news. Say this, Jesus is a good news preacher. And Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Even when it comes to the, the word that we hear, we need to be told about the word. We need to be addressed on important issues like sin, 
in order to walk with righteousness. But if all I ever did was stand up here and talk about hell and condemnation and you, God's going to get you and you sinners, you need to be, you, you messed up again this week. And you know, and you got, how many realize after a while that's going to start affecting you in a bad way? Jesus always preached encouragement. He always preached good news. Amen. When he met that woman at the well and, and, and said, you know, and started talking with him and started talking about uh, the, the, who she's married to and that. And she said, she so many husbands before. And, and, and Jesus said, yeah, and you've had these husbands and the one you're living with, you know, the one you're with now is not your husband. And she went like, oh, you know that? You know, she so didn't start condemning her on that. He immediately went to good news. He said, you, you're drawing from a natural well here with water, but I have water that if you drink from it, you'll never thirst again. He went to her salvation. He went to her victory. That woman who had, had been caught in adultery, they were ready to stone her. And Jesus said, he is without sin, throw the first stone. And of course, they all walked away. So he turned to the woman and says, now where are your accusers? Where are your accusers? He's standing there. By inference, I'm not your accuser. Where are your accusers? They're all gone. Neither do I condemn you. But now go away. Go forth. Don't sin. In other words, he's always giving you the way out. He's always giving you the good news. Everybody say, good news. Am you ready for some good news? And he says, yeah, God's anointed me to preach that. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book at that moment. But you notice it's in the middle of a sentence. Why? Because Jesus at that time, that was as far as he was commissioned to go. That's why you notice when James and John, when they had an issue with somebody where they were preaching in town, the people didn't want to listen. They said, well, let us, call, let us call lightning from heaven. Let's blow them off the planet. And Jesus said, you don't know the spirit you're of. That wasn't his call at that point. That wasn't his anointing. Are you with me? But have you know, God will never allow injustice to be left unjudged. He will, he's a God of justice. And a judge, when he judges, isn't always a negative thing. We always think of judgment as negative. But judgment is a good thing. Let's say you, you had, a, had a, a, a class action that you, you, that you were owed money. And the judge then judges and says, you need to be paid. You are due that money. And I am decreeing it's time for it to be paid. Now you have the law backing you up. Until then, you were sitting, knocking on door, writing letters, writing emails, begging, please, it's time to pay, it's time to pay. And meanwhile, you're struggling, you're battling, you can't meet your needs. But once it goes to a judge and he says, do it, now the law backs you up and it brings what's supposed to be yours to you. And that's where Jesus, once he had done, died on the cross and he rose from the dead, now we go, and the day of vengeance of our God. Notice, not revenge. Revenge is a flesh reaction. Vengeance is what's right must be done. What's yours must be returned. What's stolen must be given back. What's sick must be healed. What's broken must be restored. Everybody shout, restore. 
and to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty of ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that He may be glorified. And they shall rebuild, 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 rebuild the old ruins. They shall raise up the former desolations. They will repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. Strangers will stand and feed your flocks. The sons of the foreigners shall be your plowmen, your vine dressers. But you shall be named priests of the Lord. They will call you the servants of God. You will eat the riches of the Gentiles. In their glory you shall boast. Instead of your shame, you shall have double honor. Instead of confusion, they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double everlasting joy shall be theirs. Everybody say double. Family, your days of shame are over. I said your days of shame are over. I don't care how you were shamed in the past, whether it was through a political system, through people who didn't know any different, through somebody who just was angry and, and, and had some kind of prejudice. I don't care how shame came. It's not on you. God has taken that shame. I said, God has taken that shame. Say, I will never be ashamed again. Hallelujah. So God is bringing you comfort. He's bringing you comfort. How, how does He bring you comfort? Through the comforter. That's the Holy Spirit. You born again, you have the Holy Spirit dwelling within you. Everybody say the Holy Spirit. Jesus called Him the comforter. The comforter dwells within me and brings me comfort whenever I need it. Amen. Hallelujah. Come with me to Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 37. Ezekiel 37. We were singing about this tonight. Verse 1. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley. It was full of bones. Everybody say bones. Now where do bones come from? From bodies. Decayed bodies. Bodies that are now not there anymore. Bodies that used to live, that are dead, beyond dead, so that the, even the flesh has decayed. How many of you know when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead? Uh, he was dead for three days. And they were already saying, but Lord, by now he stinks. In their mind, that couldn't be done. And Jesus said, do you believe in the resurrection? And they thought they were talking about one day when all the dead are raised. He said, no, you're going to see something today. And so he raised Lazarus from the dead, even when after three days, the reason he stinks is because now there's decay. Organs had started to turn to liquid. Are you with me? But God in his spoken word was able to bring that back to life. But now this is way beyond, Lord, he stinks. This is beyond stink. This is beyond decay. This is now, there's nothing left. There's just dry bones lying in the valley. And verse 2 he caused me to pass by them all around, and behold, there were very many in the open valley. Indeed, they were very dry. Everybody say, very dry. You may think 
that your business is over, that all that you've lived to build is now gone. I know who I'm talking to tonight. Do you know who I'm talking to? Maybe you've got something in your life that you think, no, there's no ways that could ever be resurrected again. Maybe the enemy's told you it's over. It, it might have been saved a month ago. It might have been saved six months ago or, or a year ago. But now it's dead. In fact, it's dead, dead. It's dry. Verse 3, he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? Can your business be resurrected? Can your body be restored? Can you be made whole again? Can you have those finances rebuilt? So I answered, Oh Lord God, you know. Now that's a safe answer. Lord, you know. It reminds me when, when Peter, when Jesus said, by the time the cock crows, you'll have denied me three times. Peter said, no, no, never, not me, uh-uh. I'm with you till the end, Jesus. Yeah. Three times by the time the cock crows. And Rahis, Peter does it, denies him three times, and the cock crows. Can you imagine when he heard that cock crow? What? It actually happened. How many of you ever landed up in a situation you didn't even realize you're doing it wrong until you'd finished? <laughs> it's like, what have I just done? But you notice Jesus, he gets back to Peter after the resurrection. And he says, Peter, do you love me? Peter says, yes, I love you. Now, when you read that in the English, L-O-V-E is used in both times, but they're different Greek words. The first one is, do you agape me? Do you love me with an unconditional love? And Peter answers, yes, I phileo you. That's the friendship love. I like you. And Jesus says, feed my sheep. Now, I need to make sure you understand what I mean. Do you agape me? Peter says, Lord, I phileo you. I, I like you. Okay, then feed my lambs. Then the third question, Jesus says, do you phileo me? Isn't that interesting? Do you love me with agape? I like you. Peter, do you love me? I like you. Do you even like me? And Peter says, Lord, you know. I, I, I don't have to put on a show yeah. I'm done with trying to impress you. I don't need to impress you. I'm exposed before you. You answer for me. <laughs> and he says, now I can build my church. Now I want you to feed and to build up. And you notice how when the Holy Spirit poured out, Peter's the first one to stand up, anointed by God, to preach a life-changing message, empowered by the Spirit of God, and 3,000 people are saved. Come on, give Jesus praise. That's the kind of ending we want to see in our church. The end of a thing is better than its beginning.
Hallelujah. So can these bones live? Oh Lord, you tell me. You know. And again he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Now, family God, how do you know God could have spoken? He's right there and he's talking. He could have said, Ezekiel, watch this. No, he says to Ezekiel, I want you to prophesy. Now, I will give you the words, but they have to come out of your mouth. You prophesy and say, Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. I'll put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin, and I would put breath in you and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So God gives him the words. Now Ezekiel could have said, Hallelujah, what an awesome message, glory. Made my notes. You can go study it this week. He didn't leave it there. Verse 7. So I prophesied as I was commanded. I prophesied. I prophesied. Ezekiel prophesied. I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise and suddenly a rattling. And the bones came together. And the foot bone was connected to the ankle bone. And the ankle bone connected to the knee bone. The knee bone connected to the hip bone. Praise the name of the Lord. Bone to bone. Everyone say bone to bone. And indeed as I looked the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them over. But there was no breath in them. He said to me, prophesy to the breath. Now family God, when we talk about wind, what are we talking about? Breath. What are we talking about? Don't look at me in that tone of voice. Is this the Bay Christian Family Church? What is the type of breath? Pneuma. The Spirit of God. Jesus breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. When God breathed upon Adam, he became a living soul. He said, now you prophesy to the breath. You prophesy to the Holy Spirit. Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man. Say to the breath. Thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. Family of God, I am here tonight to tell you by the Spirit of God, it is time for you to prophesy your victory. 
People have been crying out to God and God, why this and God, why haven't you? And I've had people say, why hasn't God done anything yet about COVID-19? He did. On the cross 2,000 years ago, he defeated this enemy and he destroyed its right to have any effect in your life. He destroyed anything the enemy could possibly bring against you with a curse. And no matter what has happened, yes, but look what happened. And yes, but this one. And yes, but that one. And yes, but my finances. Yes, but my business. No, stop the yes, buts. Now it's time to look, even if it's looking at a valley of dead bones. Prophesy to that business and say, rise up and live. Prophesy to your finances. Prophesy to your body. And even when it's rebuilt, there's your business. There's your bank account. Yes, you got clients lined up. Yes, you got accounts. Yes, you've got contracts. But now... Prophesy to the Holy Spirit and say, let that live. Let it beat. Let it be a great army. Let it rise up. Let's be the church. Let's be a demonstration. If you're finding a shortage of finances, prophesy that your finances be revived. You're experiencing pain in your body. Speak to that organ and command it to come in line with God's original design. Come and have a look at Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. Jesus is clear on the issue. And he said after that, walked past that tree and, and he had spoken to the tree. And Peter was amazed the tree had listened to him. And Jesus says in verse 22 of Mark 11, so he answered and said, have faith in God. Verse 23, for assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to the mountain, be removed and be cast in the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. You will have whatever you say. Notice he didn't say pray. I said he didn't say pray. In fact, if you keep reading, even in the next verse, when he says there, therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe you receive them, you will have them. If you don't understand the, the terminology used there, it looks like you have to beg God for things. No, the word used there for ask is, if you do a word study of it, is equivalent to demand. You're not demanding from God. That's the key to understand. God's already ordained it. God's already spoken it. God's already ordered for it to be. He's already arranged your healing. He's already arranged for your provision. He's already arranged for your victory. It's already set up. So then why haven't I seen it? Because the enemy is trying to stop it. And the only way you're going to get it out is when you issue a decree. It's time to call on the vengeance of the Lord. What you've done in my life, Satan, is illegal. Jesus paid the price for it. And whatever hurt you've done, whatever you brought against me was illegal. And today I issue a decree against you. And I prophesy that you are destroyed and you cannot hold back any longer what God has destined for me to have. And so now I demand my healing. I demand my provision. I speak to my body. Come into line with the word of God. And Jesus said, you will have what you say. Didn't he say in Matthew chapter 16, when they were talking to him about who do men say that I am, and Simon answered, and Jesus gets down to verse 19, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. 
Family God, you can read your Bible cover to cover. Nowhere does it tell you to ask God for money. Nowhere. I just heard the shock go through the room. Because how many times have we asked God for money? I did. I had to learn this from God. I had to learn it from the Word. Nowhere does it say, ask for money. What does it say? God gives you power to get wealth. Isn't that right? See, family God, you've got to understand this, is that God has ordained for you to be able to go and get wealth. How? Through the power of sowing and reaping. And you sow the word primarily. And it's through seed time and harvest. You see, wealth is not the covenant principle. That's not the law. The wealth is the promise. That is God's intention to get it to you. Your healing is a promise. The covenant is sowing and reaping. That's the law. And the law will work every single time. I said the law will work every time. You don't beg God for harvests. Even an unsaved farmer knows that. A totally unsaved farmer, an atheist farmer, can take seed and go plant it in his field and he doesn't have to ask God to please give him a crop. The crop comes. The only way the crop is stolen is through famine, is through pestilence, is through something wrong with the soil. And every farmer that's any good knows how to sort that out. If he gets a certain pest, he will bring out the right sprays and whatever to stop that pest to protect his harvest. If the, if the soil's not giving the harvest he expects, he will work on that soil the next season and he'll put stuff into it so that his next harvest, he's not going to lose the way he lost the last one. He's not begging and asking, God, please fix my soil. Please give me more seed. Please give me a better harvest. He knows what to do. How many of you need a breakthrough somewhere in your life? Prophesy your victory. It's time to speak, family of God. God's done it. He's already settled it. You're not getting on the wrong side of God by prophesying it. God goes to Ezekiel and says, can these bones live? That tells me it's God's intention for it to live. And so Ezekiel says, well, Lord, you know. He says, all right, then let's do it. But I need you to be speaking. He has the words for you to say, but you speak it. Family, this book is full of the words that God has given you. He said, by his stripes, you have been healed. Prophesy the words. He shall supply all your need. Grace abounds and you always have all sufficiency in all things and abundance for every good work. Prophesy his word. He says, he'll give angels charge to bear you up. You'll not even dash your foot against a stone. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. No plague will come near your dwelling. If you drink anything deadly, it'll not harm you. Prophesy it. It's your covenant promise. It's your covenant promise. The only way a Christian's defeated is when he stays silent. You cannot defeat a speaking spirit. Hallelujah. 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 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't let the enemy back you off from your confession. I don't care what comes your way. I don't care what has happened. And I don't care how many people have criticized you and people have said things. And yes, but this and yes, but that. Circumstances, situations. It doesn't matter what has come across. Don't back down from the word God has put in your heart. He said. And so I will prophesy as he has commanded. Speak to that mountain. Tell it to get out the way. Speak to your body. You live the way God designed you to live. My youth is renewed like the eagles. I'm leaving this planet fighting. I'm going down into a limp. Say amen. I'm not dragging myself out of this planet. I'm going out all blazing. Full of life. Hallelujah. The last breath I draw will be to praise God as I close my eyes and check out. Hallelujah. Prophesy. Amen. How many you ready to see some victory in your life? Come on, give Jesus praise. Give Jesus praise. Come on, let's do it if we're going to do it. Praise Him with the lips. Praise Him with your heart. Praise Him with a shout. Come, let's stand together. Son of God. See, Ezekiel wasn't born again yet. Son of man. I speak to you today. Son and daughter of God. Can these bones love? Can your body live? Can your bank account live? Can your business live? Can your marriage live? Can your family live? Prophesy. Prophesy your victory. When you prophesy, all of heaven will back you up. God gave His word for that. He ordained it as a covenant promise. He's waiting on you. Amen. Hallelujah. Every day prophesy. Don't beg and ask God for money. Tell that money come. You speak it. Didn't he give you angels? Did he give you angels? Is that right? He said they're ministering spirits. And the word says they were sent to minister for those who are heirs of salvation. Not minister to. Minister for. What's that mean? They're there to serve you. If you go to a restaurant and you want something on the menu, doesn't matter how much you cry, nothing's coming from the kitchen. The owner says, you okay? I'm just hungry. Well, what do you want? I'm going to look at you like there's something wrong with you. There's a waiter. Choose something. What do you want? And when you say to the waiter, please go fetch me that filet steak. You can even tell them, medium rare. You can tell them, keep 
the tomatoes, but make sure they are. Isn't that right? You can tell them exactly what you want. The waiter doesn't look at you like, excuse me? What do I look like? Your servant? Uh, yes. That's what the waiter's there for. The waiter looks at and they write it down. A good way to make sure they get everything right. Exactly what you asked for. Isn't that right? You say, I want this, I want that, I want that. They'll take note of it and they'll go off and they'll bring it to you. And you notice, if you asked correctly, you get it. If the wait is good. Family angels are listening. They're listening. They have been sent by God to minister for you. They need their instructions. And when you give them their, your instruction, be detailed about it. Don't feel embarrassed and like, should I, should I, I don't know if I deserve this. Tell them exactly what you need and send them out to go fetch it. Prophesy it. And as you call it, God will make sure those angels carry out their assignment because that's their job. Just as his job he said he'll watch over his word to perform it. If an angel doesn't carry out your instruction, then God will be held account. His word has been broken. And he refused to allow his word to be broken. He's not mocked. When a man sows, he must reap. So angels, if someone's calling for their harvest, go fetch it. Because my word says I'll back it up. So he's watching over his angelic force to make sure they carry out the instructions. So with that kind of information, why are we not speaking anymore? Family, declare it all day, every day. Just send out the instructions. Just call it. Amen. And watch what God does. Watch it come through. So as I was saying, you don't beg and ask God for anything. Even your healing. You don't find it in the Bible. Nowhere does it say, ask God to heal you. By His stripes, you've been healed. You've prophesied. You come into a line with what God says. Speak it. Why are you here? I don't have a man. Pick up your bed and go. What does the man do? Picks up his bed and he goes. He's healed. Amen. Hallelujah. Say this, I've heard the word of God. I'm a hearer, I'm a believer, I'm a doer, not a doubter. I put the word into action. And today, I make a quality decision that what I see in the word of God, the promises of God, I prophesy and I speak and I decree that my business lives, my body is healthy, my family is whole. My relationships are sound and good. There's peace in our home. Prosperity, provision, Holy Spirit. I breathe life. I speak your life into everything I put my hand to. And it lives. Everything I do lives for your kingdom. And I thank you that as a result, I receive everything you've ordained for me to have. In the name of Jesus. Come on, give your Jesus praise today.